know what to tell you. I'm just tired. Something has got to give. I love what I do, or at least did. But I'm just so busy now, I can't seem to find the time to enjoy anything anymore. If I could just somehow find a way to put my business on autopilot and fly off, let me tell you. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the TerryWilson3.com podcast. We're absolutely thrilled to have you tuning in today. We've all been there, juggling countless tasks, racing against the clock, and feeling like there's just not enough hours in the day. That's why in this episode, we're diving deep into a topic that hits close to home for many of us, how to conquer overwhelm and kick burnout to the curb. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? I thought so. In the next few minutes, we'll be spilling the beans on five rock-solid strategies that'll empower you to take charge of your life, work smarter, and achieve that, wow, so elusive balance. So what's on the menu? Get ready for productivity hacks that'll make your day today life smoother than a well-oiled machine. No more multitasking madness, just focused. Efficient work that leaves you with time to spare. So grab your favorite beverage, find a comfy spot, and get ready to revolutionize the way you tackle overwhelm and burnout. Trust me, you won't want to miss a single moment of this episode. Welcome to TerryWilson3.com. Home of TW3. Are you ready to take your money, business, and life to the next level? You are worth more, and you're about to hear how and why. So buckle up and listen up as we journey to the next level. Please welcome your guys to reach your goals, the TW3 family. family. So what you just heard was dramatic readings done through AI of real text, email, and correspondence I have had with various business owners, direct salespeople, and people who are professionals who love what they do. They are in their zone of genius. It is life-giving to do what they're doing, but the way they're doing it is killing them. What once was very fun to do, very life-giving to do, is now become almost an albatross around their soul because there's just so many things that's within the context of their business and the way they conduct business now that it's just, well, it's burning them out. It's driving them to a point where I can't take it anymore. And so today I want to talk to you about how to prevent becoming overwhelmed and how to stop the creep of burnout that can happen to anyone and everyone. Listen, I love what I do. I pinch myself every day when I get up and think about, do I really make a living that can provide for a family and do what we do? And all it is, is I go downstairs into my office in my PJs sometimes and slippers and get behind a microphone and have meetings and do podcasts and do webinars? Is that really how I've been able to make a living for the last 15 years? It's amazing to me. But I grew up, and for those who've read my book, You Are Worth More, you know the story. I grew up watching 
Perry Mason and Madlock and preachers on TVs and and salespeople and motivational speakers and all of these people that did one thing, radio host, one thing and one thing only. They spoke for a living. They encouraged, they inspired, they moved, they motivated people for a living. They used their voice to create content that compelled people to take action. And I couldn't articulate it at the time like this I can now, but there was just something magical. I would be dropped off after school as a middle school, grade school, middle school child, dropped off at the courthouse, sat in the back row watching court cases because my mother worked at the clerk's of court, clerk of court. She was a clerk and worked in the clerk's office is what I'm trying to say. Ironically, I speak for a living, but anyway. But I would watch these things and I was like, this is amazing. This is just absolutely amazing. That guy up there in that suit and tie is getting paid. And who cares what he's getting paid? He's getting paid enough to eat and have a house and a family. I wasn't trying to get rich. I was just trying to think it is amazing. This guy is doing what he likes to do what he obviously enjoys doing, gets paid for it. And I, I, at an early, early childhood, at an early uh, age, it became apparent to me that the key to happiness in your career is finding something you love to do because then you'll never work another day in your life. And that came true, and it's come true for a lot of you. A lot of you are are business owners. You went into the restaurant business because you had an affection for the culinary arts or some component to that particular business. Or you went into sales because you love selling. You went into whatever it is you do, you're in it and you're doing it and something drew you to it. But now because the world has changed so rapidly, the demand on you to produce no matter what level you are in business you could be the ceo or you could be just the gatekeeper at the front door everybody's uh level of production has exponentially gone up over the last few years our economy requires people to produce more with less in less time and as an effect of that downward pressure that everyone is feeling people are feeling frustrated they're feeling burned out they're feeling overwhelmed and so i want to give you five ways that are going to be both mindset and mechanical on how you can avoid that and at least if not avoid it mitigate it to a point where it's manageable I don't want to pretend and tell you that there's going to be things that you can do in your business where you can offset all of the irritation, all of the things that aggravates you about your particular job, your particular tasks that you have to do on a day-to-day basis. There's no way I can just, you know, with a magic wand, give you some magic, you know, thing. And it just, of course not. you know that. But there are if we can isolate the issue ways we can manage it. And so that's what I want to talk to you about. So here are five ways 
that you can prevent overwhelm and burnout. Inspiring, informative, and informational. This is TTW3. Are you looking to launch or grow your business? Want unlimited qualified buyers calling you? Look no further than TW3, the online platform that provides everything you need to succeed. With TW3, you'll have access to the latest and most effective techniques to generate unlimited leads. And you can go from launching your business to scaling it with ease. Our platform even offers highly lucrative products and business models for those just starting out. Our focus is on helping you attract the right kind of leads and build a sustainable business. And with our team of experts and ongoing support, you'll have all the tools and training you need to continuously improve. TW3 is suitable for anyone who wants to launch or grow their business, no matter your level of experience. So why wait? Go now to terrywilson3.com. That's terrywilson3.com. The online platform for launching and scaling your business. Start now. Are you tired of feeling undervalued and overlooked? Do you want to learn how to unlock your true potential and achieve success in your career? If so, we have the perfect solution for you. Introducing You Are Worth More by Terry Wilson. This book is your ultimate guide to discovering your unique value in the marketplace. Developing and growing it and monetizing it. Yes, you heard that right. Monetizing your value. With Terry's guidance, you can learn how to turn your skills and talents into a profitable business venture. One that fits your interest, skills, and personality. So don't waste any more time feeling undervalued and underpaid. Visit YouAreWorthMoreBook.com to download your free sample copy of You Are Worth More and start your journey to success today. This book is a game changer and it can be yours for free. So what are you waiting for? Visit YouAreWorthMoreBook.com now and start unlocking your true potential. You Are Worth More by Terry Wilson. Get your free copy today. Inspiring, informative, and informational. This is Number one, sounds easy, hard to implement, but it's so true. And it starts here. You have to set clear boundaries, establish clear boundaries between work, personal time and other commitments. Clearly define when you're on and when you're off. This includes setting specific working hours, avoiding work-related tasks during personal time, and communicating these boundaries to colleagues, friends, family, and everyone involved. That is so easy for you to say, and it sounds so simplistic, but I will tell you, if you don't get this accomplished and don't start really figuring out where your boundaries are and that's for different strokes for different folks i'm not going to project on you what those boundaries need to be i'm just advocating you better have some when you are at work have your mindset your energy your focus everything on the task at hand i am at work and when you're home when you're on personal time, then be on personal time. It is uh, an ongoing thing I have seen in my, my own life and in the lives of people that I've had the privilege to coach over the last 15, 20 years. It is a huge thing. It is the major driver for people not being able to focus. It is the major driver for people not being able to, to become more efficient with the task they have to do. 
It is the number one contributor for why people don't get as much done as they could have had they taken the time and gotten real intentional about boundaries. And a lot of you guys who have a very agreeable personality type, I have some of that, not a lot, but I have some of it, enough to empathize with those who have more of it than I do. Well, then you don't want to disappoint people. You don't want to frustrate people. You don't want to have someone upset with you. You don't want people to think, oh, he's not, he doesn't care. She doesn't care. And so you're always overextending what you should be doing in that moment. When you're at work, you feel like, well, my husband, my wife, my kids, they need this, 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 and this, and you're not concentrating on work. And so your, your head is over in what I need to do for the family. When you're at home, you're looking at text, at emails, at problems that are at work. And you, <laughs> so you, you're never where you are. And so it's very hard to be efficient. It's very hard to nurture and maintain those proper relationships with your friends and with your family when you're constantly being distracted. And I say this to myself because I am probably the biggest uh, violator of this principle. It's not easy, but it's something that you have to be intentional about doing. That's the mindset. Here are the mechanics. Mechanically speaking, so many things on your professional side of your life, I'm not telling you to automate your personal life at all, but on your professional side, there are so many tools and techniques you can do to let people know, I got your message, I will be looking at it at X, Y time, and you can expect a response from me in X, Y time. And that is simply through leveraging the tools of various technology pieces. I would give, I would never give my personal cell phone out to anyone anymore, but I would get a phone through our application, which would be and act like a cell phone. So for all intents and purposes that your client feels like they got a personal cell number because you can text from it. You can, uh, you can drop voicemail. You can do everything you can on a cell phone. You can do through the app number. However, unlike a cell phone, that thing through AI can be programmed to be be like your virtual assistant saying, hey, this is Terry's virtual assistant. I am a robot, just letting you know. But I'm here to tell you that Terry has got your message. He's currently uh, with his family and can't take calls right now or can't take text right now. But you can program it to respond exactly how it needs to respond to your client or your colleagues or whoever and say he is scheduled to be and it looks at your calendar and it says okay he's scheduled to be back at work at 9 30 tomorrow and between 9 30 and 10 30 he is looking and following up with texts and emails so he's scheduled tomorrow which will be tuesday between 9 30 and 10 30 to look at his emails and text and he will be responding uh, within a few hours after that and you could even put in there a programming thing if this is a major emergency, press two now. 
And then when they press it, you could have it respond accordingly. Maybe it shoots you a text first thing in the morning or it prioritizes it and puts it at the top of your list or it sends another auto response letting them know we have just recognized that this is a time sensitive matter you're dealing with and classified as an emergency. Expect Terry to respond within and feel. But the point is my robot, my AI system is nurturing because what is why am I being pulled away uh, from my family with with friends or colleagues and 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 clients because I want them to know uh, that I have gotten their message I hear that they need something and I want them to know you know from a business relationship I'm on it but at the same time, if I don't do something that allows me a time away, I know good for them when I'm back on. And so mechanically, you can do uh, that client nurturing uh, thing that you need to do and obligation you have simply by using something as simple as a phone through an application like we have that you can set up all these rules, all these automation rules that is called if then, then that this, you know, rules that you set up and it's responding and taking care of the client for you. And then even allowing them to uh, go a little further than just, uh, you know, getting an auto response, but being able to give input back that says, hey, this is an emergency and letting them know, okay, he knows it's an emergency. We have just sent Terry a message that this is an emergency and he will be following up with you just as soon as possible and not making a commitment to when that is. But then you could have something that sent you a text that says, you know, so-and-so says emergency and then in quotations what that emergency is and you can make a, a judgment on if that's a real emergency or not because different people's understanding of what's uh, time sensitive is, is always up for debate. But number one, it all starts with set clear boundaries. If you want to protect yourself from being overwhelmed, if you want to protect yourself from getting burned out, first and foremost, the the reason that happens, and I see so many ministers leaving the ministry. I mean, we've got a mass exodus uh, in the ministry space because so many uh, men and women of God are, you know, the average church is what, 100 people and, and the average person. One minister is trying to keep up with 100 people and, and their demands and feel like they're 100 percent always on call and to the extent in ministry you are there are ways you can set up healthy boundaries that will prevent you from constantly feeling like and constantly literally having to be on call 24 7 it's not healthy for anyone and for you guys that are in ministry that feel like you have to be that i i point you in the direction of Jesus. He even pulled away and went to, and prayed by himself and got away from the people for a while. He had boundaries and you have to do the same. Number two, prioritize and delegate. Prioritize and delegate. Delegate. Make a to-do list and prioritize tasks based on their importance and urgency. Break down larger tasks into smaller manageable steps. Delegate tasks that can be handled by others either at work or in your personal life. Recognize that you can't do everything on your own. 
So how you manage your household and what levels of responsibility you pick up is, of course, between you and your loved ones. But the fact of the matter is, in business, here again, there are tools that will allow you to prioritize and delegate. I have tools set up to when someone needs a certain thing in my business, I don't even touch it. It goes right out to a subcontractor, a, a virtual assistant, a support uh, folks on a level that that way I'm not getting bogged down with things that are not a priority for me, but a priority for my client to the extent that it's a priority to them, it's a priority to me, but it's not a priority that I do it. So I delegate. I had a client just um, last week had an auto response set up, set up on their system and uh, I sent them a, uh, through ticket support, I was sending, hey, this and this and this. And I used a word that apparently they had set up as a keyword in their system. And so their auto response kicked back and said, uh, would you like to talk about this? Let's put it on the calendar. They assumed it was coming from me. And then they says, well, I, you refuse to talk to me. I'm confused. Why? And I was like, and I, I just sort of got uh, chuckled at the language. I don't refuse to talk to you with any attitude or, you know, it's not you I refuse to talk to. It's anyone I refuse to do one-on-one -on -one coaching with unless you are a one-on-one -on -one coaching client. You know, because I know I have only but so much time in a day and I know what I have got to get done. And I know in my business, there are two or three things that only I can do about two or three. Everything else someone else can do. And in our business model, we have set it up for other people to handle. And I've done it on purpose that way. And the person there was a little bit, you know, getting a little dig in saying, well, you won't talk to me. Yes, I won't talk to you, but it's not just you. It's anyone. Uh, the only way I talk to people and, uh, you know, I've had that conversation with them before. But here again, early on in TW3, I felt obligated to take a one-on-one -on -one meeting with everybody and anybody that needed help. If you couldn't get help through the videos, through ticket support, through your trainer, then uh, and you couldn't get help through our mastermind and our group coaching, then I felt obligated, well, I guess I have to do it one-on-one. -on -one. I, I am so bold about that now. It's in writing. It's in, you know, if you want one-on-one, -on -one, you have to go to your coach. And then I do one-on-ones, but it's for a very, very handful of less than five people that pay me well to do one-on-one -on -one coaching with them. And so that's just the, I've had to do that, not because I am better than anyone or uh, I'm all that and a bag of chips, as they say. It's simply for time management and honestly, for emotional management. Quite frankly, I probably could pick up another 10 clients and do one-on-one -on -one coaching every week. But I'm telling you, it would drain me so much emotionally. It would drain the time and the energy I need to be creative that I would, and I, cause I know I've seen myself in the past get here, I'd be getting, I'd be getting burned out. I'd be like, oh my God, I'd be, I'd be dreading going into work. And at the end of the day, the reason I started my own company and my own business is cause I wanted to do what I enjoy doing. And so far, knock on wood, uh, I've been able to do that. And so uh, clients that don't get that mindset that feel like they have to be on call for everything, everyone all the time, and they don't have a business that's managed and developed in a way to where they have filters that filter out what they will and won't do. 
if they don't have those principles in place in their own business, they don't understand it. And then they assume no one else has it and they project that on you. And you can't let your clients or anyone else do that. Now, I love this client. I want this client to be successful. I will do everything in my power and do give due diligence for them to be successful. But it's going to have to be under the terms in which I said I could do it. And, and so that's the point. And I would encourage all of you, whether you're a client of mine or not, manage your business the same way. Manage your business the same way. And if you don't, you're going to burn out. You're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to start regret. And here's the other thing. You are going to start, um, what's the word? I'm trying to think of the word. That's the, the right word here. You're going to start, uh, man, it escaped me. It's when you hate seeing someone else come. And then when that person gets on your radar, it's like, oh, I got to deal with them again. And, and that's not a healthy relationship. And the way I protect myself from feeling that way uh, about anyone is I guard myself. I have a handful of people I want to work with. And not that I wouldn't want to work with anybody else or, or someone else might be just as nice, if not nicer. But I've, I know what I've got time for. And so I've shut the door on anything else right now. And so the, the, the way I have managed and with a clear conscience, full heart, uh, open mind, say, I love working with my clients is I work with them at the level I can work and help. And, and that's not here again, that's not arrogance. And that's not, um, me saying, Oh, you know, you got to be at a certain level. No, 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 no. It's, it's has everything to do with me, nothing to do with them. And you might be the type of, of business owner that can deal with 50 clients a day. And it just, man, it just lights you up. Well, that's why you need to do your business and then offset and uh, prioritize and delegate other parts of your business to other people where I'm right opposite. And so you have to find where your strengths and your weaknesses are and then uh, manage it in a way that gives you the ability to grow in your business, to be excited about your business. And when you show up, you're showing up in your best presentation and demonstration of yourself. And you can't do that if you're always on call and always at the beck and mercy of what other people expect of you. And I always say this, I cannot, I cannot tell you and, and, and will, and I don't understand what you expect or understand or assume. All I know is what I communicated. That's all I can, that's all I can base my, and I do give place that communication is a difficult thing that people understand differently, that words mean different things to different people. But to the extent I put it in writing, I've put it in, in uh, voice content, webinar content, all these other things in our business, you know, there is this holistic, if you take a holistic approach and view of the way we do things, there ought to be no misunderstanding, you know, especially when it's in fine print. But I, I get people, you know, they're coming from different places and it don't make them right or wrong or indifferent, you know, it's just... Good business is good relationship management. And the, the way I have been able to manage long-term relationships with a lot of clients 
is be willing to disappoint them on the front end so I can over deliver on the back end. Let them know that, hey, you're dealing with a, a clay vessel here. You're dealing with someone that is imperfect. And here are my imperfections. I'm not good here. I'm not good here. These are things I don't do. Here are things I'm good at. I just don't want to do. But you need to know that up front and see if you can, if we can dance together, if we make great partners. If you will do that, I'm telling you, yeah, you're going to lose business on the front end. You're going to turn a lot of people off. But I am telling you, the more you can do that on the front end, it is just sheer joy. It is a sheer pleasure to work with your clients on the back end because now you got people and clients that fit you and what you can do. So do that as well. Set clear boundaries, prioritize, and delegate. Number two. Number three. Inspiring. Informative. And informational. This is TTW3. Attention all small business owners. Are you looking to expand your reach and grow your customer base? Look no further than having a website and blog for your business. With a website and blog, you can increase your visibility, cost-effectively market your products or services, and build trust and credibility with potential customers. A blog is also a great way to engage with your customers and build a community around your brand. And the best part? You can access all this valuable information 24-7. Don't get left behind. Give your business the competitive edge it needs and create a website and blog today. You can get a professional website hosted with all the software you need for as little as $10 a month by going to terrywilson3.com slash hosting. That's terrywilson3.com slash hosting. Slash hosting. Slash Become an Elite TW3 member today and gain access to our mastermind group. The way you, you get into things is, you know, for someone like me, it's just, it's great to be around. Terry, you have made a huge impact in my life. I'm so grateful that God has brought you into my life. You're, you're the, the genuine article. You live what you talk about. Right now, Terry, I am so inspired after listening to you for the last 25, 30 minutes. You got so jazzed up. I'm still blown away by your story. Because with that, you just bring so much experience. When I think of Terry Wilson, I think about the comeback kid. Oh, I think today is just demoed exactly the brilliance that you share. I truly believe the only way to go to the next level is to grow to the next level. Take your personal growth to the next level by joining the TW3 Mastermind Group today. Now, if you know what you're worth, you want to deal with what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hit. Yeah. And not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. This is TTW3. Practice self-care. Regularly engage in activities that promote your physical, mental, and emotional well-being. This include exercise. This could include exercise, meditation, hobbies you enjoy, spending time with loved ones, or simply taking breaks throughout the day to recharge. Remember that self-care is not selfish. It's necessary for your overall health. So many business professionals do not practice this. I don't know why they feel, I have talked to so many clients of mine, they literally feel guilty to take a vacation. They literally feel guilty to take time off. Uh, they just, 
you know, they feel like, and they were raised old school a little bit like I was, man, you are derelict in your duties if you're not 100% always nose to the grind, grinding, you know, listen, I get, you got to hustle. I get, you have to grind. I get that, you know, poverty sneaks up on the people who have idle hands. I get all that. But I also get this. If you don't take time to recharge, then you only have so much gas in the tank. And you are fooling yourself that your effort equates your effectiveness. Hear me on this. Your effort does not equate your effectiveness. Your effectiveness is measured by your output and the results. And so many clients are constantly, and so many business owners I've, I've worked with are constantly like, well, I, I, you know, I am trying, trying, trying really, really hard. So it's got to be, I'm doing my job because there's this like pass we give ourselves, especially if you're driven type personality. Okay. I left everything on the field. I ain't got another ounce in me. And then just, you, and then you push past that. And you feel like you've done something. And I would tell you, you should have hours ago, days ago, weeks ago, months ago, whenever the time frame allows, you should have taken time off, gone back, sharpened your axe, taken some time to get mentally astute and rested, physically rested, and then got back in. Self-care needs to be a habit. One of the things that I have, I am to this day, three years later, receiving tremendous benefits from is the fact that I take one hour a day, six days a week to go work out. If I, if Terry Wilson would have said this to me (laughs) prior three or four years ago, I said, you're crazy. Ain't got time. Don't want to do it. I'm already tired. But the fact that I have made it a habit six days a week for one hour a day to do physical training either through cardio or resistance training or a combination of both. And then I've got metrics that I go by. I got, you know, things I want to accomplish. So I've got goals within that. I want to be able to lift this by this time. I want to be able to run this at this time, you know, those type of things. So I'm always striving to go to the next level. That activity alone, it is amazing how it has transcended into my business, my personal life, my ministry, everything else has been incredibly impacted because I've done that. And all that is, is being intentional about self-care. Self-care is that, it's reading a book, it's, it's learning a new skill. It's taking time away from the tasks you have to do to make yourself better. And the thing I love about entrepreneurialism and the thing I love about self-employment, you are putting yourself when you're in that position, you are putting yourself in a position and you're putting yourself in that position as an employee as well. But the better you become at anything and the better person you become, you're just improving your value. So if you stop and thinking about it, me taking time to work out is literally doing more for my business than me taking another 10 sales calls or whatever the metric might be. I'm telling you, 
Effectiveness is measured by output, not by effort. And so many times we as business owners, if we'll just stay open another day that week, if we'll just open up a little earlier and stay a little later, if we'll just drive our employees to do that. No, 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 no. Effectiveness. Focus on effectiveness, not effort. Sometimes to get effective, there has to be greater effort. Sure. And in those moments, all right, baby, put it all on the field. Let's roll. But when it means that, no, to be more effective, we actually need to do less and do this nice activity, this life-giving activity over here instead, then let's be sober-minded about what we're doing. Because at the end of the day, it's about the points that you put on the board. It's not about how hard, what the effort was, the sacrifices, all of that. Sometimes, most of the time, a lot of times, yes, you have to do. But that doesn't mean that that's what equates output, bottom line. Number four, learn to say no. It's okay to decline additional commitments when you've already uh, feeling stretched. Saying no politely and assertively is essential to protecting your time and energy. Prioritize your existing comments and only take on new tasks if you genuinely have the capacity to do so. Learning to say no is so difficult for agreeable personalities, but I will tell you it's the it's the path to more prosperity. You can't say yes to something if you haven't said no to three things behind it because there's only enough there's only a limited supply of time, energy and resources. You know, you have to be able to manage those resources in order for you to be able to invest them wisely. And that's what technology in today's world allows you to do. Think about it. A booking calendar, an auto response, email, text and voice system, a funnel, all of those things that we propose you to to implement into your business here at TW3 is basically you saying, Okay, I'm not going to sell. I'm going to let this thing sell. Or I'm not going to book appointments. I'm going to allow this thing to book appointments for me. Or you can manage it. What are you going to do? Going back up to setting uh, priorities and delegating, you can say no to certain things because you can have electronics, robotics, and technology do the things that need to be automated so you don't have to. And that allows you to say no. Now, this early on was so awkward for me because think about this. I am a salesman. My first job uh, as an entrepreneur was selling cookware. And then I went into the music business and sold uh, keyboards and pianos and band instruments and guitars and recording equipment. And then I went into the insurance business and the financial planning business and the retirement planning business and security business. And I was selling that. And now I'm in the opportunity and coaching uh, space and writing books and selling, you know, speaking and engagements and those things. So my whole life has been selling, 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 selling. And then I figured out that for me to grow my business, I needed to stop selling. And I was like, what? To grow my business, I stopped selling? What are you talking about? No, no, no. Every product or service has to be sold, but it doesn't mean I have to do it in real time. 
It means I can record the presentation and do it in a fashion in multiple ways that will appeal to the targeted audience I'm targeting and then allow electronics, robotics, technology, take care of the rest. And so now rather than do one-on-one presentations or rather than flying around the country and staying in hotels and then presenting to hundreds to thousands of people, I can present to thousands of people a day automatically and I'm not even doing it. My system is doing it. And so the selling is done and then all I am doing is talking to people that want to move forward and hand over a credit card. That was awkward for me because I really felt like that, well, I'm, I'm being derelict as a business owner if I don't get out there and sell. I'm not doing my job. I, I should not expect any more or any better if I cannot sell. And then when I took some, pers- some people's advice that I trust and started leveraging this technology and using it in the way that they were doing in their business, and they said, Terry, you sell, you sell great, you present great, but you can do it one good time, edit it, make it tight, make it right, and then... Set it on autopilot. Set it and forget it, as the uh, infomercial says. I was like, you are crazy. And I did it. So now it allows me to say no to a lot of appointments and a lot of events and a lot of things I would have had to do had I not implemented this new technology. And that's how there are so many things that I don't know if a lot of business owners understand that, yeah, there's some things you're just going to have to do or you're going to have to hire someone to do. You, you, it's got to be done. But there are a lot of things in your business, a lot of menial tasks, a lot of things that you might even think are the cornerstone of your business that you can automate so much of it and get it done. That allows you to say no to things that take away time, effort, and energy. and allows you to free yourself up so that you can then do number five, and that is Practice time management. Efficiently manage your time by using techniques like the uh, Pomodoro technique, following in focused intervals with short breaks. Time blocking, allocating specific time slots for different tasks, and using productivity tools will allow you to avoid multitasking as it can be led to reduced focus and increased stress. I love, I've used the Pomodoro technique for many, many years, and it's where you sit down at your desk or you sit down whatever, or you're at your work or whatever, and especially if it's a mental um, type work you're trying to perform where you've got to be on your P's and Q's, you got to be creative, you got to be thinking, you got to be problem solving, you're really in it. Well, every 20 minutes, I pop up, take a five minute break. Every 20 minutes, five minute break. Go and go to the restroom, get a drink of water, catch a, uh, uh, the scores on ESPN or whatever, and just break away. And then it's amazing. I'll come back to my desk. I'll come back to the microphone. I'll come back to the computer. I'll come back to wherever I'm at trying to perform a creative task that requires mental energy, trying to solve a problem, whatever the case may be. And it's amazing the energy and creativity I'm able to bring to that uh that task 
that I would not have been able to do had I not broke away. So I think there's a reoccurring theme in all of these steps. Steps one through five, set clear boundaries, prioritize and delegate, practice self-care, learn to say no, and practice time management. And it all has to do with you really getting intentional of what you will do and what you won't do, what you can uh, either delegate to a person or to a technology and what you need to do yourself and really saying, okay, out of my business, like in my business, there's about five or six things that I have to do on a regular basis. And I do two of them. And the other three, they're either delegated to technology other delegated to people. And that gets me laser focused on the things I enjoy doing. And I feel like, and whether I am or not, it doesn't matter, but I feel like I'm good at. I definitely enjoy them. And I'm seeing results by me doing what I'm doing. So it stands to reason I can continue. So that's how you can own a business, run a business, manage business, be in business, manage a life and not get burned out, and not feel overwhelmed. If I was having to do some of the things that I'm not good at on a day-to-day basis, overwhelmed, the, the feelings of being overwhelmed would grip my soul, and it would start putting me in a stress mindset, which would invert all of my cognitive ability. We've talked about that in prior podcast how when you're under the grip of stress it actually inverts your cognitive com- uh, capacity of rational reason there's eight dichotomies in a in a person's uh, personality type and every one of those personality types invert when you're under stress which means you're using your weaker cognitive function to try to solve a problem to try to be creative to try to communicate that's why stress management is so so important and that is why If you want to avoid that, you have to get really, really, really intentional about what I do, when I do it, who I do it with, the time I spend to take care of myself, the ability to say no, and and to be intentional with my time management, my calendar. If you will do that, I promise you, you'll enjoy your business more. You will. The people you do business with will enjoy your business and your product and your service more. And you won't have this grudgery, this just constant, oh, my God, because the more you can mitigate that, it doesn't mean that there's times where I don't have to, you know, do things I don't want to do and feel like I'm not good at and they're soul sucking activities. But the norm, the norm and the design is Terry does this and Terry does this. Terry doesn't do these other three or four things. And sometimes people say, well, you refuse to, well, yeah, but it's not you personally. I know the the way that was framed. I'm refusing you personally, but it's not. I refuse anybody doing this activity because I just don't do that. I could, I'd be nothing to pick up a phone, but then I would be violating a principle and a boundary I've set. And I feel good about myself when I lay my head at night because I do what I said I would do. And I don't do what I said I won't do. And that might not appeal to people. That might not be appreciated by people. But Terry Wilson is happy with Terry. And at the end of the day, I have to live with myself. You do those things. You manage your business that way. You manage your life that way. I'm telling you, 
in episode 576 here, that's what we're talking about. You can prevent becoming overwhelmed and burned out. Till next time. Thank you for listening to our show today. If you have any questions or would like to speak with us about your goals, then please call or text us at 864-507-9696. Reach out to us online at terrywilson3.com. 